Hi, I'm LaJuan Sparrowhawk. I've been going to local city church since day one, the day that they opened the doors at Hillsborough High School in 2019. Uh, we saw that there was a new church opening uh, through Facebook, actually, and uh, I saw that a couple of my friends were interested in going, so I thought, well, I won't be the only one there that, uh, that is from my neighborhood. Hello, my name is Pedro, and I'm honored to have been asked to share my local city testimonial with you. Um, I found local city um, in the summer of 2021, one month after moving across the country from Kansas City to Tampa as the result of a new job opportunity. Hi, my name is Livia Forrest and I'm from the Tampa Bay area and I've been attending local now for a little over a year and a half. Um, I found out about local through a friend um, who was also looking for a home church after quarantine and she mentioned local. Um, she had heard about local because she's Pastor Ryan and Adrian's neighbor. And um, she was also, like I said, looking for a church to call home. And so we attended local together. We were going to a church for thir over 35 years. And we had started going there before the kids were born. And uh, we had a, a wonderful time there. It was, we grew there, we loved it, but then, there was church hurt, and we decided that we had to leave. The idea of transitioning to a new city was very exciting for me, um, but at the same time, there were a lot of fears that were triggered through that transition, um, because moving from Kansas City to Tampa would cause physical space between my family, close friends. As a recovering addict, change is very triggering for me, and I knew that that transition would cause dramatic change into my life. And I knew that my ability to be successful in this transition depended on one main factor. And that main factor was finding a church family that I could quickly become part of. I, I've felt more comfortable at this church than I have in any other church. It's quite funny. When we walked into the church that first day, my husband leaned over to me and said, uh, we're the oldest ones here. So here I am looking around the congregation trying to spot some uh, senior uh, believers. I realized that it's not the gray-headed people that I need to be looking for, but I need to look for people who have Jesus in their hearts. And that's exactly what we found there. I've noticed that there's young people here that love the Lord as much as anybody who's been sitting in the pews for 50 to 70 years like myself. So as I um, started to visit this gym, I met a guy named Nate, who is a constant um, church member here at Local City. And he was telling me about how Local City was hosting a surf day um, in July of 2021. And as I heard about the idea of not only meeting as a church, but also providing to the community, that was very appealing to me. Um, and that pulled me towards wanting to know more about the church. When I started to attend local back in February of 2021, I was married um, and in a really good place. I thought emotionally and spiritually um, and ready to find, like I said, a home church that I could call home. Um, I wasn't looking for that church with my um, then husband, but I knew if I found a place that he'd be willing to come and um, also join me. Um, but during that time of self-discovery and understanding, I was did not realize then that I know now how lost and broken I really was. And it was when I found local that I realized that 
there's so much more that God wanted for me and there was so much more to discover, um, but I had to be almost broken down to be brought back up again. And um, it was through that time where I realized that God had so much more for me and local was such a crucial place for that to happen. It was through when I found local that I was able to really find community and people that saw me and loved me right where I was at and helped me develop back into all that God had created me to be. And it was through there where I found strength and hope and patience and love and just a renewal of who I am as a person and who I am as a woman in God. When you can really sit down and share what's going on in your lives with people and not feel judgmental uh, or not having any condemnation coming at you. It's so different and it's really a blessing that we've been able to do this uh, while I've been at this church. It means that I've got a place that I can call home. It means that uh, there are people here that if I have a problem, I can call. Uh, I love it whenever I get the text, how can we pray for you today? Because even though if you're praying for others, you still have these issues in your life that you need prayer for also. I really, really thank you for um, having this church so accessible to everyone, regardless of their uh, where they're coming from. We walk into the door and we feel love and joy and peace. And you get excited about the music. You get excited about the worship. You get excited about Jesus because that's really, if, if it's not about Jesus, it's not about anything at all. Within a year of attending um, local city, I find myself um, recovering through faith in the middle of crisis and not addictions. I find myself reaching out to people who bring faith into my life in the middle of moments that I feel lost. And as someone that has dealt with loneliness for most of my life, it is a blessing to be part of a community that provides me with people that I admire and highly respect. Without Local City, I would still be searching and striving in a world that I wasn't meant to search and strive for. And because of Jesus and Local City, I feel and know that Jesus is my best friend and loves me no matter what. Um, and hope has a name, and that name is Jesus. Without local city, I would still be facing loneliness in a city that is brand new to me. But now, with the impact of local city, I am gifted by a community of people that I admire, enjoy being around, and am guided towards um, a purpose that's much bigger than myself or, or any addiction or urges that I have experienced in my past. So hope has brought me a home, um, and this home has guided me towards knowing that that hope has a name and that name is Jesus. We all here at this church believe that hope has a name and that name is Jesus. Oops. That's so good. I, I wanna uh, I wanna come out and be the hype man for uh, for anniversary Sunday, but that's just so sweet. Uh, I, I love all three of those people dearly. Um, I, I just each each one of them has impacted my life differently, and um, I, I love 
I've gotten to know Pedro and his burritos. They're good, man. You got to get invited over to that guy's house for some food. Um, I dearly love Luan. Just, just one of the sweetest people. I have just a sweet soul. I'm so glad that we have wisdom in the faith in the house. I'm so thankful for that because, you know, some of us are a little younger and we're, we're trying to catch up, but uh, it's good to have wisdom and guidance. And, and I, I, I love Livia so much. She, she, her amens from the front row uh, just keep somebody going. She's just full of faith. Just full of faith. And so many other stories like that because of Local City. When this started uh, a little over three years ago with a, a few meetings and some conversations, I, I didn't know any of those people. Uh, and now I, I call those people family. And, and that's the most beautiful thing about Local City Church and about what we're doing here. And um, as I said earlier, my name's RJ, not Ryan. I'm not Pastor Ryan Miller. Let me give you a little quick update. His name is on the notes, and that's because he was going to preach today, but he decided that he and his wife were going to have a baby today. So they're, uh, <laughs> they're in the hospital right now, um, and they're doing fine. I haven't gotten any updates in the last few hours, but everybody's doing good, and um, I'm just excited for them. I know uh, they want to be here, but they also definitely want to be there. So uh, I'm excited for them and for their family, and uh, no matter what happens today, whatever I say or do or don't do, the church is growing by one today. So that's beautiful. Um, <laughs> today we want to talk, uh, on a talk and address the question, why do we exist? We started this collection of talks last week, and uh, over the, the couple of weeks that we're discussing this topic, we're really uh, just about answering it honestly and authentically, but also casting some vision, pushing the church forward, not just the Capital C Church, but also specifically Local City. And, and today we continue our conversation in the book of Acts with uh, the title of our message, To Live, To Move, To Be. Pastor Ryan really wanted us to focus in on this today. Last week we talked about kind of the, the foundation that we, we build on and, and why we exist. Obviously it's, it's for each other. We discussed that. But, but here in, in Acts, we, we moved last week from the early church just taking baby steps, just getting off the ground, just dealing with Jesus raising from the dead and ascending into heaven and, and trying to figure out, okay, how do we do this now? How do we advance the gospel and take care of each other in this, this little flame that is the gospel? How do we have that spread? And as we fast forward in the book of Acts to chapter 17, we see Paul in full swing. He, he, he's taking the message to the Gentiles, uh, and, and, and Peter is taking the message to those that are Jews, and, and, and both of them are weaving their story throughout Acts, advancing the kingdom and taking ground and planting churches. Just as local city was planted three years ago, so too Paul is going all over the place through Colossae and, and Philippi and Corinth and, and Athens and, and Thessalonica and all of these places. And he's meeting with believers and he's talking to people and stirring up faith and planting churches and homes and seeing the gospel advance. And so in, in Acts 17, we see Paul sharing this in Greece. He says his purpose, Jesus's purpose, was for the nations to seek after God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. For in him, in Jesus, we live and move and exist. As some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring. 
Why did Paul say this? He's, he's in Athens, right? If you know anything about history back then, that's, that's where philosophy is, is born. It's the thinkers, the dialoguers, the debaters. He's walking into a temple of, of men of thought, and he's saying, hey, I, I want you to recognize there, there is someone that was created that, that in him we live and move and have our being. And, and, and what carries him into this place and allows him to have this conversation, if we rewind a couple of verses, we find that as he's walking into Athens in, in verse uh, 22 and 23, if you want to throw that up on the screen, Paul is standing before this group and saying, hey, when I, when I walked in, I saw all of these beautiful buildings and statues and Zeus and Hercules and Athena and all, and we know them all, right? All the Greek gods. He goes, but I saw this little shrine to the unknown God. And I'm here to tell you that I know who that is. All of these other big shrines and, and, and sculptures and all those, those, there's one God and he's unknown to you, but let me make him known. He's closer than a brother. He's sent his only son to die for your sins so that he might be made known to you through his son, Jesus. This God whom you worship without knowing is the one I'm telling you about. He, he wants to be known. He wants to be known. He's, he's put his son Jesus into the story and wants a relationship with you. And so today that's what we're going to talk about is, is how in Jesus we live and we move and we exist. And as a, as a church, we're challenging ourselves, right? We want, we want to look back and celebrate three years of amazing testimonies and wonderful ministry and some great things. But, but we don't want it to be all that we talk about. We also want to turn our eyes forward. We want to cast vision. And we want to look and see what ground can we take? Where can we go next? How can we advance the kingdom, just as Paul and Peter and the early disciples were saying, okay, man, Jesus, our time with him was great. Man, in the upper room, when the Holy Spirit came upon us, that was great. Man, when we preached and those thousands of people came to know Jesus, that was great. But there's more. If we're still breathing, God's got more for us. Amen? So we're going to talk about that today. Let's pray and invite God into the middle of this because uh, without him, like Lawan said, it's, it's just a party. It's just a meeting. And we want more than that. We want to touch from the Holy Spirit today. Lord, we thank you so much that your presence is here, that your Holy Spirit would speak in us and through us. Father, that revelation would happen today, that as we celebrate and we advance the kingdom and we cast vision, that you would be in the middle of all of it. We invite you into it today. Walk through it with us. Touch our hearts and minds. Speak to us today. Father, help us to grow and leave this place changed and advancing your kingdom as a part of the body of Christ. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. I think it's important for us to understand that as this early church is, is growing and developing, they kept it about the people. You see, a, a, a church is not a place you go. Uh, it's not a destination or a building. A church is the people. And I think that we're going to share some wins and, and celebrate some things today. But I think that what Pastor Ryan communicated to me is, as he was wanting to share, and, and as, as, as I'm kind of stirred up and talking to you about what's to come, as, as uh, we're about to announce some things and share some vision, I want you to know that it's always going to be about people. 
our first two core value statements. You can find them on our website. Or Jesus is our hope. Hope has a name. And people are our heart. And, and those two things are driving everything that we're doing and pushing forward, everything that we're coming up with and thinking through and praying through, because we want the people of Tampa to meet the Jesus that's changed our lives, that has given us hope. And, and so we have to recognize that that change starts with us, with the people, because God's highest calling for you was never to just go to church, right? It, it was to know him and to live like Jesus. So we have to understand that the, the church as it's become in, in popular culture can be one of two options. It, it can be entertainment-based, it can be very, I'm going to receive, or it can be very participatory. I'm going to step in. I'm going to take part. I'm going to, I'm going to partner and advance. And so that's what we're talking about today, that God's highest calling for you is to know him and live like Jesus. Our, our core scripture for this morning in Acts 17 talked about those three points, right? In, in Christ, we live and move and have our being and I want to flesh that out a little bit for you today on Party Sunday and, and not take too much time because we've got to go party. But uh, I, want to, I want to be excited about what we see in this scripture and what Jesus has for us today. First, we, we exist to live in Christ and, and, and how that works. The, the tension of living in Christ is really living in a way that helps you fall in love with Jesus. Uh, in, our, in our scripture for this particular point, we see in 1 John 5, 2, this is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his command. In fact, this is love for God to keep his commands. And I think that we could get legalistic with that, and I, and I hope that we don't. Let's worry less about following all of the commands and understand that when Jesus came, he said, really, like, I can, I can sum it all up for you real quick if you want. Love God and, and love your neighbor. And when people asked him who his neighbor was, he made that very clear. Look to your right, look to your left. There you go. You found your neighbor, right? Like, just love God, right? Jesus is our hope. Love your neighbor. People are our heart. That's the heart of God. And so as we seek to follow his commands, I love the language that, that uh, Paul uses if we're referencing Acts and we're trying to, trying to key in on who this early leader in the church was. In, in Philippians, he writes to the church in Philippi and he gives them a lot of great advice and he encourages them in the faith. And a phrase that he uses twice in, in particular in that letter to that church is to, to keep your, your focus by understanding that you're a citizen of heaven. I think that we have to understand, and, and I think this is something that God is, is really working in me right now, is that my citizenship, if I'm, if I'm focused down, right, if I'm, if I'm closed off, if I'm thinking in the flesh, is United States. Hi, I'm an American. But I, I think that what God is saying, hey, if you can lift your eyes and, and, and lift your head and see what I'm doing and where I'm going and what I'm trying to accomplish, you would understand that the moment you became adopted into the family of God, the moment you became a child of God, you became a citizen of heaven. It, it says in, in the Bible, don't store up for yourselves treasures here where moths and, and rusts and decay happens. Set up for yourself treasures in heaven. 
I know that the work that Pastor Wayne is doing in the African bush planting churches, that's, that's treasure in heaven. People are our heart. If we're serving people, we're setting up for ourselves treasures in heaven. I, I, I've got a few years here, but I've got forever there. And so let me not get caught up in a few years here in the nicest this or the shiniest that. And I'm not saying stuff's bad. I like stuff, okay? I hope you like stuff. Stuff is fun. But I have to be aware of where my citizenship is because that will help me determine whether I'm an owner or a renter. You understand what I'm saying? You have to understand this mindset of like the house that I have or the car that I drive or the things that I'm doing, I'm just renting. I'm just here visiting. I got a passport somewhere else. I am a citizen of heaven. And as a citizen of heaven, I live by a different law. I live by a different command. And that doesn't mean that you go out and break the laws here. Don't do that. But what I am saying is that you listen to the Spirit. All of a sudden, as a citizen of heaven, now I don't make decisions. I I yield to the Holy Spirit. And I say, Spirit, lead me. Guide me. Help, help, help me keep my focus upwards. Help me live in light of my citizenship somewhere else that I might honor that and do what you've commanded me to do. Love God and love people. If, if you love me, you follow my commands. What's the, what's the command? Love God, love people. How do we exist? We exist to live by falling in love with Jesus. The second point is we exist to move. We only move by leaning on God's word. Pastor Adrian had a good one, so I got to share this with you. If she was here, she would share it. She said, I want to lean on God's word because the way I'm leaning is the way I'm falling. And I got to tell you, like, if I'm going to, if I'm going to fall, I want to fall into God. I want to fall into God's word. So let me lean on that, trust in that, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and he will make your path straight. If I'm trusting in him, if I'm leaning on God's word, then even when I fall, I'm falling forward. I'm falling into grace. I'm falling into hope, into mercy, into love. And all of a sudden, then, I don't have to be the mistakes that I make. I can be the child of God that I am because for those of you that are parents, I've heard it said when, you know, when my kid makes a mistake, you know, I'm trying to coach him up or help him. I'm trying to make sure they know they aren't a mistake. They made a mistake. It's, it's, it's grace and truth. I'm not going to let you keep touching the stove, but also at the same time, I'm not going to tell you that you're a stove toucher, you know, <laughs> sinner, Right? No, sweetheart, come here. Let me tell you why that thing can hurt you. Let me, let me comfort you. Let's let, listen to my voice. Let me lead you this way. And then if you fall, you're falling towards me and I can catch you. You see the, the verse here in, in Psalms, the psalmist writes in 103, 119, 103, how sweet your words taste to me. They are sweeter than honey. Your commandments give me understanding. No wonder I hate every false way of life. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. I've promised it once and I promise it again. I love that the promises of our Lord are yes and amen. They are true. He is faithful. And if you look at local city in the last three years, all you can come to as a conclusion is that God is good and he is faithful. He is good and he is faithful. 
This is not some manufactured thing. Let me tell you, I don't put on a good party. I don't think, I love Pastor Ryan. We've been friends a long time, right? He's, he's not the coolest guy. I'm not the coolest guy. The worship, you could probably find even better music somewhere. You could find, but you know what we, we've leaned into is being led by the Spirit and allowing God to do something here and get out of the way, right? Like, hey, let, let, me, let, me, let me just lean where you're going. And I'm going to fall that direction, okay? And, and what, I, what, I, what I love, if we're, if we're looking at Paul and his letters and the language that he's using, when he writes to the church in Corinth, he, he even ups the ante a little bit on, on the Philippians, where he said you were citizens in heaven. He says in chapter 5 of, of 2 Corinthians, he calls the believers ambassadors for Christ. This idea that, that how, do I, how do I move forward? How do I advance the kingdom, how do I live in Christ? This is an ambassador. It's, it's, it's an advocate. You think about what an ambassador is and how they're appointed the, the president or the king or whoever is in charge commissions that person to go and be the representative somewhere else and, and be the communication, the, the liaison, the representative of our people and our land. Where they stay, that, that, that place is considered in all of these countries throughout the world, is considered that home territory. If you go visit the ambassador right from the United States to England, when you walk into his office, you're on U.S. Soil. Can I tell you that where you live, your house, your car, wherever you go, that's kingdom soil. You're an ambassador for Christ. Wherever you go, there God is. And so not only do we exist to live, we exist to move as ambassadors, right? I love that. They get that car with little flags and you can't touch them. They can't even get arrested. Immunity, right? Like the, the, the wickedness of the world, the influence of those around you, it can't touch you. You're an ambassador. You've got immunity. I've got freedom. You can't lock me up. That, that's, a, that's a beautiful word and a beautiful picture of how God has created us in Christ to move. We're, we're to live and fall in love with Jesus and become citizens of heaven and then advance the gospel as ambassadors of Christ. Some things that we've, we've done in our three years here at Local City, I know I've skipped over half of them. I'm sure the notes guys are like freaking out. Um, this is awesome stuff, right? We have seen, uh, let's talk about digital touches. This is in three years, but really it's less than that because we didn't have a digital church program until COVID hit. And then we were like, we better get one. And we did. 28,000 digital touches, podcast download, YouTube, Facebook watches, things where, where people who can't physically be in the four walls of the church all over the globe are accessing the hope of Jesus online or being encouraged throughout their weeks because we know that Sunday is important, but Monday's coming. And we got to be encouraged on Monday, just like we were on Sunday, and on Tuesday, just like we were on Monday, and help each other up and stand alongside each other and encourage one another in the face, in the faith. Uh, salvations. We've had 379 people walk through this door in three years and say yes to Jesus. That's why we're here. Absolutely. You, you, you talk about some of the other statistics. Why do we exist? Serve days. Serving our local community. Laying down ourselves. We've logged over 600 hours of community service 
on our various serve projects, whether that's helping out at the high school and adding value here. We've renovated the teacher's lounge. We've landscaped. We've done laundry projects. We've bought toys for kids at Christmas. We bought Thanksgiving meals. We built churches in Africa. You guys are all a part of that. And even though that's the big, cool, fun volunteer stuff we want to talk about, the giving of this church, the generosity, has, has only ever grown since we've started. Like, that blows my mind. Through the middle of COVID, while churches were, were, and I'm not happy about this, but while churches were shutting their doors and shutting down, how are we going to do it? Our, we, our giving increased. Our people are sitting at home, not making any money, and we gave more. And then we come out of that, and we give more. And all of a sudden, after three years, we've given away over $100,000 to local and global missions as a part of an amazing community and body of believers. We have been doing some incredible work here in the city of Tampa. And today we want to we spend that three-year anniversary party Sunday looking back and praising God and thanking Jesus for what's come, but also understanding, right, in the mindset as we live and move and exist in Christ as a community of believers together, there's more ground ahead. There's more ground to take. There, there's, there's the best is yet to come. And that's exciting because I see those stories and I can't wait for next year when there's three new stories and three new people that we're hanging out with. And hopefully they all cook burritos like Pedro. Like that is what I'm talking about so that we can continue to grow and cherish one another and live together for each other. The, the last point, we exist to be. We only be by loving people and choosing joy. By loving people and choosing joy. This verse here in, in Romans, it says, I, I pray, this is Paul again, that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with a confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm fully convinced, my dear brothers and sisters, that you are full of goodness. You know these things so well, you can teach each other all about them. That's the step that we have to take as a faith community. I told you last week I was stirred up for what's to come, and I, I still am. We have to grow to such a level that we can teach each other and encourage each other and show not only each other but the world around us the goodness inside of us. Paul, as he's known to do, goes on and on about this for a whole chapter in Romans. Peter, a man of few words, right? He's like, let's get it done. He, he said this way, how do you be? He answered the question in his, his letter, First Peter. He said, well, just, just be holy because God is holy. And, and really, holy is, is just a fancy church word for being set apart, for choosing to do it a different way. And, and, and how do we do that? How do we be? We, we love people and we choose joy. I can't think of anything currently more countercultural than that. Set apart. It's a different path. No, no, I'm, I'm choosing to see through the words that you're saying, and I'm just going to love you. I'm choosing to see through the hurt, and I'm not, in, not validating that, not excusing that, but I'm, you're, a, you're a person, and you just need Jesus, and I'm going to be Jesus to you, because wherever I go there, he is. I, I'm going to just choose joy today. Maybe I don't feel like it. I'm going to choose it anyway. 
I, I, I could choose to sit and walk. And that's not to say there's not a time for mourning. There is. The Bible says so. But that doesn't mean just because I'm mourning, I can't choose joy. And, and so as we look at as we look at where we're coming from as a church and where we're going to, we've got to take steps to, to further live and move and be one with Christ. Psalms 8, kind of the, the verse for, for today. It's on the back of the shirt, so you're taking it with you whether you like it or not. 8, 3, and 4. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers moon and the stars which you have set in place. What is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? What a God we serve. A good, good father. An incredibly, immensely, almighty, powerful God, but so personal and intimate that that he could simultaneously set the stars and the moon in place create the earth for the ground that we walk on, but yet say, I love you. I love you. I sent my son for you. It says that that Jesus was willing to go to the cross for the joy set before him. I've heard it said this way, that faces, names, stories were cycling through his mind because I can't think of anything else that would get a person through suffering like that. And I think at some point on that cross, he thought, RJ. And that blows my mind. Because who am I that you're mindful of me? And yet you, you are. We've got some exciting news. Pastor Ryan did tape this one, so we get to play it. Check out the screen uh, and see something that's about to come up at Local City Church. On the very first Vision Sunday at Local City, the top item that we had for our vision and dreams for Local City Church was a ministry operations center, a Local City HQ for our team. And we've been praying for that over these last three years. Where I'm excited to announce on Vision Sunday 2022 that that dream has come to fruition, Local City. And I'm standing right in front of our 3,000 square foot Local City HQ right here. Look at that. It's not going to be that color. Don't worry. But we're getting ready to transform this space into our Local City Headquarters Ministry Operations Center. Come with me. Let's check out inside and celebrate what God is doing. place where our local city church can say we put a stake in the ground in our city to truly bring the hope of Jesus local. From team nights to prayer meetings to worship gatherings, it's going to be an amazing space. And thank you so much, local city, for your generosity. We can't do it without your generosity. And this is why our giving as a church is a privilege. No, 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 people are going to drive by on this busy road and see a big sign that says there is always hope because hope has a name, and that name is Jesus. We're 
celebrating. As I've always told you, we got big vision, and we're believing God is just getting started with Local City Church. So let me introduce you to our Local City HQ. Come on, Local City, if you're excited, shout, yell, say amen. We're not done yet. We're not done yet. We've got three years of amazing history as a church, but we've got more. We've got more to accomplish, and here's how we're going to do it. We're not going to shrink back in fear. We're going to step forward in faith. We're not going to see problems. We're going to look right over problems. We're going to see opportunities. In the words of A.W. Tozer, a scared world needs a fearless church. We're going to step forward in faith. We're going to seize opportunities. So stand to your feet. Let's praise Jesus. Let's put his name on high. Let's lift his name up. And let's celebrate together what God is doing in our midst, what he's already done, what he's going to do moving forward. Let's go. Raise your voice.